0: Welcome to the Anti-Architect Podcast. I am your host, Christian Giordano. As president and owner of the design firm Mancini Duffy, I am driven by a quest for learning and radically changing the industry. With this podcast, I'm hoping to improve the industry that I'm so passionate about by taking a critical look at how architects work through a variety of voices and shared experiences. Hello, Anti-Architect Podcast listeners. I am excited to have Ken Patel as my guest here on the Anti-Architect Podcast. Ken is the founder and chairman of the EV Hotel Group, EV Smart, EV Human, EVHG, and the Hospitality 360 Live show on YouTube and other platforms. The EV Hotel and brand is the world's first 100% crypto and technology-based hotel brand. A project which we at Mancini Duffy are currently working on with Ken. The EV hotel brand is the future of hospitality and has hotels coming to Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Utah, Pennsylvania, New York, Punta Cana, Saudi Arabia, and India. It's quite a list. Hopefully we get to work on some of those. Ken has over 26 years of experience in the hotel and hospitality industry. Frequently referred to as the Elon Musk of hospitality, Ken is a true visionary with the mindset that the hospitality industry needs a major overhaul. The goal is to revolutionize the hospitality world with technology innovations that will create centric experiences for both guests and the employees. Ken graduated from the number one hospitality school in the world in Dubai with an MBA in international hospitality management. Ken lived and worked in the robust hospitality world of New York City before starting the EV-based hotel in Alpharetta, Georgia, one of my new favorite cities after having visited Ken there. He was named Christian Dior Man of the Year in 2022, which is pretty awesome. Ken, thank you so much for being my guest here today on the podcast.
1: Oh, it's an honor to be here, Christian. Uh, Anything for you, any day of the week.
0: Uh, You're the best. So... I'm going to tell a little story here. When I went to go visit Ken in Alpharetta, we were looking at sites for um, an upcoming EV hotel, and we went around with the brokers and looking at all the various heights uh, sites, and. Ken was dressed like I've never seen anyone dress before. The most impeccable, stylish looking, um, you know, outfits, this bright orange um, blazer. People were stopping, literally, you know, taking pictures with Ken. Uh, It was awesome. Um, And as a result, so tell me, how did you become the Christian Dior Man of the Year in 2022?
1: Um, It was obviously... I was very humbled and grateful when they reached out to me and told me that, you know, we hear everybody's calling you the Elon Musk of hospitality. We missed Elon Musk, so we'll take you second. <laughs> and, uh, they, well, they want to be really influenced by the innovation, this being the largest industry in the world, hospitality. And it's nobody's ever done anything that would, I don't like to call it a disruption but more of as, as an innovator and they loved the focus of it and they they wanted to kind of understand was i just doing this to change the industry or is this really a vision and once they spoke to me they're like you're really a visionary you're you're kind of seeing it before it happens and they thought it was just amazing i mean and they were telling me that the brand itself I mean, it takes years to create something like this. So this is, and they compared it to Tesla. They said, this is what Tesla did many years ago when nobody believed in what Tesla was able to do. And now you see tremendous amount of electric vehicles around the world. And they feel that this brand is going to be that Tesla in hospitality. So they're like, do you want to be Christian Dior man of the year. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but I'm <laughs> five foot nine and a half, you know, I'm not even six foot. So, you know, it was, it was an amazing honor. Um, I'm still thrown back by it that. They decided to pick me over all these other people. And, you know, I guess their thing was that hospitality has never had an innovator. Everybody's just followed this line and this path that has been the same way for a hundred years. And they feel this is a brand new concept, a brand new way of how do we actually run hotels? How do we provide service? and how do how do we actually create a better atmosphere for our employees?
0: Awesome. So so let me ask you this. You know, okay, we'll get into, you know what makes the EV hotel different and and innovative. Um but but how in your mind are hotels lacking in innovation, right? I mean, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. as someone who obviously frequents a lot of hotels, like I kind of know what you're what you're saying. But what in your mind, you know, over the you know your your entire career, where do they lack innovation? Is it in the design side? Is it in the uh, the personnel side? Is it in the the actual like some hotels are ob- obviously beautiful and um, amazing yeah. spaces. Um, where so where where does it lack innovation in your mind?
1: It's it's not streamlined. When you look at whether it's design, whether it's technology. None of it is streamlined. It doesn't follow a coordinated path. So what I mean is you you can go to a hotel in New York City, you go to a hotel in Miami. It's the same brand, but it's a different design. It's obviously catered to the guest, but then it, it's not really catered to the guests because these cities have those vice versa guests, whether they're traveling from Miami to New York or New York to Miami, right? But it's just not streamlined. And when we talk about innovation, how can you check into your airline 24 hours prior and go straight to the security gate? How do they have that right? And with hotels, we're still going to the front desk. And then when we try to use a certain aspect like digital key with Marriott, they say they have a digital key, but you still have to go to the front desk and show your ID. So it's not a, it's really not thoughtful, right? It's, it's not a proven concept where they're like, okay, we brainstormed and we found out this is how it works. This is what the guests want. I mean, the most recent report by Oracle Hospitality, one of the biggest technology vendors in hospitality, I think they surveyed 10,000 guests, 87% of those guests said they want high tech in hotels. So I think we, we've got it so wrong for so many years is because no one came along and said, okay, let's change it Tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think about, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, like when I comparing it to the airline, right? I have clear and yeah. I can look on the clear app and I can, it'll tell you kind of where I'm sitting. If I'm sitting in my house, it'll tell you, you know, how long it will take me to get from my house to the airport through the clear and then to my gate. And yep. I can actually back it up all there and I never have to take out my ID, you know? So I know exactly. it's going to take me 45 minutes from start to finish and I don't have to worry about a single thing and I will get through clear and I'll be at my gate. Therefore, the the need of getting to the airport, you know, two hours early doesn't exist. And that is yep. all, honestly, all technology. It's not as though it's some, uh, some crazy, no, you know, it's,
1: it's not, I mean, how can we have something like that for hotels, right? Saying now what is the wait time at that front desk? You know, if they want a front desk, give the consumer the wait time to let them know that what that wait time is. Now, if a person like you, Christian, that travels a lot, I travel a lot. If I'm on a four or five hour, six hour flight and I get off and you're going to make me wait 20 minutes at that desk to get my room key. I mean, it's it's absurd to me. It's absurd that by the, it's happened to me tons of time. It happened to me like I was just in Punta Cana, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, I just got off a flight. I, I just want my key. I don't want to tour the hotel. I'll find it whenever I can, you know, but this is all, it has to be technology driven It's part of that automation philosophy. We have to understand how do we automate these things to drive better guest service? Because you went to that front desk for 20 minutes, you waited, you're definitely not giving that hotel a 10 now. It's done. It's out the window. Forget it. You know, if they're lucky, they'll get a seven, you know, out of a ten. Right. So, I mean, these are things that we have to understand being part of the industry.
0: So, one thing I'd love to ask you, being on the inside, on the hotel side, is how come... If you know check-in is at four o'clock and I've requested an early check-in, you know I, this happens probably nine times out of ten, right? First of all, four o'clock is always too late, right? Especially as you say you've just traveled, you've gone all this way. I don't feel like sitting in the lobby. I don't feel like putting my bags in a luggage room or anything like that until my room is ready. And there's always this mystery as to when my room will be ready, right? So this just yeah. happened. I was in D.C. You know yep. they told me, hey, I requested an early check-in. They'd say, obviously, they'll do their best to accommodate. I go there. It was 1 o'clock, and they tell me, well, listen, the room's not ready. Uh, we will text you when it's ready. So I figure, all right, let me go. I'll sit in the lobby. I'll do some work. Ten minutes later, they texted me. My room is ready. Like, how did they not know ten minutes before yeah. that that the room? So what goes on behind the scenes with that? is this I, just I, kind I of a skull
1: I think it comes from the upper management Uh, They're not trained well enough and they're not groomed because the favorite saying in hotels at that front desk, subject to availability, (laughs) right? They're like, oh, you know, you have to call the day in because it it depends on availability and all that. It's very easy. You put a note in, in the property management system that this guest wants to come in early and, (coughs) excuse me, they can find a way to accommodate it right it hasn't it hasn't been that way for many years that we're following this, this line that says okay this is our check-in time 3 p.m. you know guests cannot check in before 3 p.m. why not why not there should be able to check in and you you should be able to accommodate accommodate them because you're in a service oriented industry and we've always learned the industry's always been like use the word no more than to use the word yes,
0: mm.
1: and that's what kind of really upsets me more than ever. And I mean, you know my hotel Brian. We've done all these processes that have been broken. We've corrected them, and now they're not traditional. So the thing is, twenty four hours prior, you're going to be able to say what time you're arriving. So your room is ready at that point, even if you're coming in early. Mm -hmm. So they're able to know this now 24 hours before that Christian is coming at 1 p.m. And that is what the process is broken, because there is no way right now that they know when Christian is coming to the hotel. They, They don't ask you a question. When are you going to be arriving? Right. But the thing is, when you go into one of these apps, they say that, what time are you arriving? They don't give you the option before the check-in time. Right, right, It's always after 3 p.m., right? Yep. So these are kind of the processes right now that are broken, and they obviously need to be fixed.
0: Yep, I agree. So let's get into the EV hotel itself and your brand. Um You know, as I said in the intro, you know, Mancini Duffy, we've been helping and designing uh, the one that's being built uh, soon to be starting construction in Phoenix, um, which has been awesome. It's a really cool, cool design. Um, We're really proud of kind of how it's turned out, and the team's been awesome. Your team's been amazing. Um, I want to understand a little bit about the the EV Hotel. What makes it different in terms of the crypto and NFTs? And maybe we Maybe I ask it this way. What? When did this pop into your head? When did you think, I want to go out on my own and I want to create a brand that's going to compete with, you know, those, the Marriott's and the Hilton's and I don't know what else is there. I think basically every hotel is either a Marriott or Hilton yeah. in some variation. <laughs> or
1: IAG or, <laughs> or something of that sort, right? But I, I think it was in twenties. 20- yeah, it was in 2017. It was—I remember the exact date, July 17, 2017. And I saw two articles: one on automation, one on blockchain. Right, and to me, I was thinking at that at that time, I was a CEO in New York City, and I was thinking our unpo- unemployment rate is 5.1. It was 5.1 percent at that point, point. and the industry was having a hard time finding employees. Right. Employees were complaining about having too much work and not getting paid enough. You need to pay me more. You know, and then I was thinking about hotels. At that point, we were like four more four or five years in a row, ADRs up, occupancies up, all of that, right? And then something clicked in my mind is what if you didn't have room revenue? Then what happens? What if people don't show up to your hotel? Because that at that juncture, people were complaining, Oh, we're not having people come in. So, because now the brands, their loyalty members have to choose between three properties on the same street, three different brands. So how can one loyalty member go to three different hotels? Right? So then they have to go on the OTA. Um, that's the online travel agencies like Expedia, um, Priceline, booking.com, all of these, right? Mm-hmm. That commission rate is 15 to 20%. So now you're selling a room for $100, you're giving $20 to them. So now you're upping your rate. When you're upping your rate, your service has to be impeccable. And when your service isn't impeccable, they're complaining to the brand. Now you got a guest service uh, fee that they'll charge you anywhere from 100 to 250 So now you lost money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I was thinking that how can you go to a burger spot and get four different revenue streams, whether it's burger, fries, shake, soda, whatever might come out. Right. In hotels, you have one revenue stream that's room revenue. So I'm like, we need to write these processes up. So I went to the nearest staples, said, give me your biggest journal book. So on the left side I wrote all the traditional processes. On the right side I made all the traditional non-traditional. Like no front desks, no logs, no checklists, create technology that streamlines everything. So with DV Human, it's the world's first all-in-one software property management system, back office operations and the contactless. And then we created our own smart devices. So those smart devices now create a less task-driven system. That means employees have to do less tasks. Like the engineer doesn't have to do PMs anymore. So you free up more time. What's, now a, the labor what's a PM? Percentage, what's that again? What's a PM? Uh, Like, if, you know, when they have to do the maintenance, the, uh, the what's it called? Jesus, why am I losing my word on it?
0: So like when the main, I mean, they have to do like physical maintenance to the uh, plant management.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a plan management. They got to do a room every um, quarterly. So that same room gets done four times a year. It takes them two hours for that room. So if you take a hundred room hotel, that's 800 hours wow. times that by 20 or $30 an hour, you're paying that guy. Okay. Or that woman. And <clears throat> excuse me. So that's just one item, right? So that's that live energy management tool. So all of these processes come in for the operational piece. Then when we talk about the revenue streams, now I created two extra revenue streams with the crypto ballroom, create the world's first ever trade floor, like the New York Stock Exchange. That's where you can buy, sell, trade crypto. Then you got the NFT lobby. So now you can buy NFTs in the lobby where Columns used to be just columns. No longer at a DB hotel. You got NFTs on. It, and then the back wall has NFTs on. It. So, and you know this, Christian, you've dealt with building hotels probably around the world and around the country. And the lobby has never made money. Never. Sure. Zero. Zero. Yep. And if somebody tells me the gift shop, I'm like, how much do you make a month off that gift shop? You know, a few grand. So now these lobbies... And at an EB hotel, that NFT lobby is going to make anywhere from $78 million a year wow. annually. And now we have NFT guest rooms. So now we've, we've positioned the guest room to have a higher price. Pay. Because of an NFT, we take, <coughs> excuse me, if we take, let's say, Giselle, for instance, we put a Giselle. NFT in that guest room now, that NFT itself plus the one night stay could go up to anywhere up, up to a quarter million dollars. And now, why people ask me why would I buy that? Because now you bought that at ev Hotel, you go to Open Sea, and you put it up there, and you might make four hundred thousand. So you might make yourself one hundred and fifty thousand just getting that. But you can't get a Giselle NFT anywhere. Except at an EV hotel, because we might have a unique partnership with her where we're, we're uh, cutting her some that. sort of percentage.
0: I see. So you can you can actually you're going to have the artist create things specifically for the EV hotel.
1: Uh, right. Exactly. Okay. And, and we would have certain people like whether we have athletes, we have celebrities. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously they're going to get a huge cut. They could get a 70, 30. They could get an 80, 20 where we keep 30 or we keep 20. Wow. And this is the way we're actually strategizing to get these certain celebrities and athletes and have them in there. So it could be positioned for Phoenix. It could be the Phoenix suns, the diamondbacks. It could be, you know, whether it be certain celebrities that live in Phoenix that people know. So it could be, it's going to be positioned into a market aspect where which market we're going into, whether it be Miami Phoenix, you know, right now, Denver. So all these, all these different markets.
0: So let's say, walk me through this. I, <laughs> I go up to the hotel. Or I, I, I'm, I make a room reservation at the EV hotel, and I make it obviously on my phone. I've got access. You know, I know exactly which room I'm going to be in. I've picked it um, as I when I book the room. I know that this is definitely going to be my room. Um, if I'm an NFT holder, right? do I, when I walk in or or when I'm in my room, does the art in the room change to display my NFTs? Is that kind of part of this? Or is it just the NFTs that are assigned to that particular room?
1: Well, it would be, if you pick a a Giselle NFT room, that's how it would show up. And that means that room is only gonna have the Giselle NFTs in there. And then once you check out, that NFT is yours. Right. So now it's a different NFT there. That'll come up. So that's how it would actually change the room type. It could be a Patrick Mahomes NFT, you know, or somebody that could be old school. And let's say it, it could be Lawrence Taylor or somebody like that.
0: So that's pretty interesting. So I could, I can pay you ultimately to stay in the hotel. Uh, but I could actually walk out with an NFT that, and in theory, has some sort of value, right? And if I play yes. my cards right, I could sell it for for a value that maybe even be higher than what I paid for the room. Yeah,
1: That's and if awesome. your audience is not really uh, geared into NFT, so the best way to sell your NFT is have a tremendous white paper, right? That says, okay, what is this NFT about? Why? What? How do you? Why is it so unique? Right. Cause it was made for EV hotel only. So it, it can, it's not going to be anywhere else. You're not going to find this NFT anywhere else in the position of having an NFT like that with an artist like that, where she's the number one supermodel in the world, right? She was the most beautiful woman in the world. So you have to pay somebody a lot of money to even make an NFT of that sort. But we can make probably 100 Giselle NFTs. So Giselle doesn't have to do anything. And she's going to be collecting 80% of whatever that NF, that room sells for because it includes the NFT.
0: Got it. So what, um, what are the devices that are in the room? Um, I mean, I know obviously having worked on the project kind of what they are but pretend i don't know kind of what they are in those rooms what are yeah. what are all the ev smart devices that exist that you've you've invented
1: yeah so let's go into the bathroom okay you got the ev smart mirror it mirrors your exact phone onto the bathroom you can look at your calendar you can watch youtube it's like when you're shaving and and the reason i really focused on that is because I'm like, every time everybody's in the bathroom, they're kind of looking at themselves. You want to repeatedly look at yourself and you want to be entertained, right? Everything we do, we want to be entertained in some way, right? So at the time as now, we're spending a good amount of time in these bathrooms. So as whether you're taking a shower, that's why they invented Bluetooth shower heads, You know, that's why they invented certain Bluetooth items in the bathroom, because people do want to be entertained. So that's why I wanted to create a mirror of this sort that defogs itself. So you don't have to worry about, oh, man, I got out of the shower and this mirror is all fogged up. I need to get out. I got to put my suit on and shave. Got to get to this meeting. So these are the processes that go through my mind. And I'm like, okay, what do I go through? And how do I fix it of the issues that I go through and pretend I'm a guest? And that's why with the EV Smart Baron, you can mirror your exact phone. It defogs itself. It's got a tremendous lighting output on the corners. So you don't need really need a bathroom fan any longer, right? Because the bathroom fans are really for defogging. And now you don't really need that bathroom fan. Then you got the smart toilet, tankless toilet. With your phone, you could open and close that toilet seat. So, Christian, when your wife tells you you didn't close that toilet seat, you could be like, yes, hon, I'll do it right now. (laughs) You know, and then you got the smart shower that scans your body. So, it scans scans your body to know what type of water temperature your body will need. And then you got the smart water faucet. And that's non-scolding. So you never have to worry about get, getting scolded. It's digital. You actually click which temperature you want on it. So, I mean, these are kind of the things in the bathroom. Then you go into the room itself. You've got, uh, with our partnership working on it, it's Amazon. We have a fully customized Alexa that you could check in, check out, do all of those things, turn on the TV. We're working with uh, Google on YouTube TV. So no longer is there cable in the rooms. So now you can actually customize the way you're watching cable with YouTube TV in your home. You could do that with the same in your room. So everything you get is now the same way you get it at home. Your home experience is your hotel experience.
0: Got it. Very cool. Yeah. These, these devices are, are, they're pretty awesome. So, and then yeah. from the design of the room too, the room is really well appointed and really thought through every little part and piece um, has been, has been um, you know, designed and I'll give credit to, you know, we have an interior designer uh, yeah. on the project as well. Um, why crypto? Explain to me sort of what makes it the world's first crypto hotel. What does that mean? Um, you know, is it a blockchain thing? Am I paying in crypto? How does all that work?
1: So the first 90 days, you're going to be able to pay with any sort of payments you want after 90 days is crypto only. we help you create the wallet and <coughs> excuse me but and the reasoning behind that christian is it prevents fraud okay number one that's for the guest right number two for the operator you're not paying credit card fees anymore. Mm. so you wipe out three percent four percent of your credit card fees on your annual revenue number three and you're going to love this if you're an operator, you don't have to worry about a chargeback. There's no chargebacks. And I'll give this data point. One to 2% of hotel revenues are lost because of chargebacks yearly. So when you combine those two items, not the fraud prevention, when you combine those two items, you think about how much money you're actually saving. Okay. And then, as crypto levels up, and this is the way that they can add into crypto and they can utilize this on the trade floor. And this is, it just creates this whole atmosphere of to know that you're safe, right? You don't have to worry. And you—you, you, I know you got into pretty much a lot of this crypto and NFT most recently. Yep. And you know that with these wallets, you don't have to worry of somebody taking it. Because they're unique keys that you only have, Christian. Your wife doesn't even have it. Yeah. Or anybody. They don't even have access to it. So you don't have to worry about it. It's it's a single use transaction in a way, right? It goes from you to the hotel, and that's it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You don't have to worry about it. End of the day. I mean, there's nothing that goes through your mind that says, okay, what if somebody took my card? What if this happened? What if that happened? Even if you lost your phone, they couldn't access it. Yeah, true. You know what I mean. So you're you're always going to have access to it, and you're only going to have access to it. And and the biggest thing for me is prevents fraud. I mean, look, even when you talk about blockchain, when you talk about crypto, all these things are leveling up. When we talked twenty years ago, in two thousand, when Google and Apple and Microsoft, all this thing were building. 20 years later, now we're talking about Web3, we're talking about crypto, we're talking about blockchain. So this is that whole change, the evolution of the web. And this is what's happening. And we just, at this point, get behind it, even with the metaverse.
0: Yeah. Do you worry that the right now, I think most people see crypto as basically an exchange right or an investment it goes up it goes down and they really don't know what to do with it does that worry you or do you see sort of that evolving over time and people just using it like regular currency
1: i mean i mean we had a crypto winter for a reason it was to take out all your your ponzi schemes right all the people pretending to have a good crypto and now your stable coins are in and when you look at this, it's just like any other stock. It's going to go up and down, right? But it holds value. It holds value to it. I mean, Bitcoin is still lingering at 20000
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, People thought it was going to go to zero. No. You know, I mean, Ethereum today is at 1400 a apiece. Mm-hmm. So it's still holding value to, to this day. And you're talking about a down point, right? When it, when it keeps going up, you're going to have certain ones that are going to be there, whether it's Maddox, Lana, XRP, all of these ones that have value to them, right? So you, you really have to do your research and know. You go to a Texas car dealership right now, and they say you can buy a car in crypto, in Bitcoin, in Dogecoin, and, you know, Shiba Inu, all of these other ones, right? So people know that there's a large investment in it. You take the top 10 financial institutions, they have huge investment in crypto right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The government is writing the crypto policy as we speak. So this is all being done. I mean, if this was not real, would we think the U.S. government would sit here and say that we're gonna discredit this and let it go away? (laughs) I mean, it's, it's all happening. Yep, I agree. I mean, look at Miami, you know, Miami's the crypto city in the world.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. Let yeah. me ask you, going back uh, to yourself personally in your yeah. um, your early career, where, where did you <clears throat> grow up? What did your parents do?
1: Worked three jobs each. And when I was a junior in high school and I decided my junior year, that I need to go get a job to help my parents out. So I got a job at a front desk of a hotel Saturday and Sunday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Where was that? And, uh, that was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. So that was in New- northern New Jersey. And, you know, I decided that's where I grew up. And at that time, I kind of gave up my high school years, I felt like. and But it created this work ethic in me that was so driven. And till this day, I I have that working, you know, and I I feel so strong about it where I feel more young people should start working at a younger age to know what that dollar value is, right? What that paycheck is. And I I tell this story to a lot of them because I, I want people to understand is I didn't get anything handed to, I had to go from working in the front desk to a front office manager, going to the best school in the world, being a GM, being a director of sales, being a regional director of operations, VP of operations, all the way to the highest level to being a CEO at age 30. And the reason and how you get there is you have to learn all of it. You know, you don't get to the top without working at the bottom. Yeah. And, You know, it's, it was probably not an easy ride, I tell you, but this brand wouldn't be this brand today if I didn't learn all those positions, if I didn't know all the processes. We, we've never had anybody create technology in this space of hospitality that's came from hospitality. They're all outside people that hire consultants. So, you know, and that's why I feel very strong going back to my childhood. I mean, you know, my mom's heavily diabetic. My dad had pancreatic cancer most recently. We've My dad's lost two of his brothers in New Jersey in, 20, in 24 hours because of COVID. Um, as I was starting my hotel brand out, you know, my mom lost her brother the next month. This all happened September of 2020. Wow. And I created and I launched the brand <laughs> October 2020. So, you know, I know they're looking down on me, and you know, this is the way I feel. The journey has succeeded. I mean, we have a great team. I mean, you know, everybody on the team, Christian. I mean, there's a lot of influential people behind this brand. Absolutely. And yeah. what we've done is just simply amazing. That people didn't think we'll be able to accomplish, um and we've done it such in a short time frame. I mean. EV Hotel was just launched last September. Uh but behind the scenes we were doing a lot of things.
0: Yeah and you're you're taking it public, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah I know. not much I can talk about it but you uh, know I saw uh, you made
0: that announcement on uh on Yeah October. yeah.
1: I mean we're in a audit phase now and we're we're going into a pub go, and You know it's it's a great feeling to know what's going to happen. Uh we're making some great strides and It's it's just uh, it's amazing to witness what we're doing. And, you know, it's amazing for people to even look. I'm not no Elon Musk of hospitality, but people say that. And I'm just kind of humbled and grateful at it. And, you know, for even that company to believe in us and they, they believe in us a lot that to say that they love the brand and this is going to be so revolutionary. I mean, we're already a global brand. We're going to open in Putacana. We're the fastest hotel brand from the United States to develop outside the United States. So, you know, and and does the industry like us? Maybe, maybe not. But I mean, that's not, we're not here for a liking contest, you know? We're here to make sure what Tesla did by making the Porsches and the Mercedes and all these other vehicles, whether Ford, GM, go all electric. You know, we want that for other hotel brands to develop better technology, create a more innovative mindset, you know, further scale this so the guests can get what they want and we can get employees to actually be more streamlined and want to work. Employees don't want to work because you can't give them too many tasks. We're at a different age. Sure.
0: Well, what I love about you, Ken, is that you're you know you've got this vision and you are like a like a train running down the tracks right like you just yeah, yeah. go 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 which is what i really appreciate and you know at the end of the day like i've asked you questions along the way as we've gotten to know each other like do you worry about you know coming out of covid do you worry about you know hotels not seeing a rebound and you don't care about any of that stuff you're so confident in your brand and what you've got going and what you're doing that you just forge ahead Um, and for that, it's, it's admirable to watch. And it is very much like Elon Musk, where you're creating your own thing and it kind of doesn't matter what happens around you. Let the, let the, you know, chips fall as they may kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've always had this for many years is never worry about what happens, worry about what you're going to do. And if people say this is not going to work, I always tell them, I use two words. I say, keep watching you know and keep watching that's all that's all any negativity it's like from one year out the other for me i I like to work with positive surround myself with good people and everything will take care of itself right we 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 were going to have a pandemic okay are we in a recession that's to me yes and no but when you drive prices up like we have Of course, you're going to be in a recession. I mean, house prices were like, I was like, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) In Alpharetta? Yeah, I love Alpharetta, but you know what I mean? But, you know, I mean, things like that, we were going to have, I mean, these things are bound to happen, right? It's just the evolution of things that the dramatic shift. Are people not going to go out and buy a $1,500 iPhone because we're in a recession? No, there's lines out the door. It's true. You know? There's, there's products that keep moving, Mm -hmm. you know, people will go buy a hundred thousand dollar car still. So a recession to me is like, okay, this happened. All right. Let's just wait six, seven months. We'll be back to where we were.
0: Yep. You know, I, I, I agree. It's not
1: going to last forever. So,
0: so a couple of last questions here, um, on the, on the hotel construction side, because we're intimately involved with it, you know, you Mm. made the call to also, which I thought is very innovative is to do it modular. Yeah. Um, what was the reasoning behind modular construction in your mind? And, you know, we've been, as I've, I've told you, I've told others, I actually had a modular expert on this, on the podcast as well, you know. I've always wanted to do modular. I feel like I've gotten it to, we've always gotten it to a point and at the end of the day, for whatever reason, people always switch back to traditional. But you're forging ahead with the modular. Why modular? And what do you think the advantages are for you?
1: Modular cuts down costs by nearly 40%. Um, It also cuts down the timeline of construction. And I feel like it's the best way to go about it because you look at, it's very cost effective, and it's it's a new way of constructing. Right? If you look at Citizen M hotels, they're all modular. They're doing modular as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know where they're getting it done as well. And you know, these are things that we have to look at construction cost. And I'm just not talking about labor; talking about supplies. You know, have been just over the top right and for so many years we've done it the same exact way but when i look at a modular construction i feel like it's it's better for design you know what i mean like i could throw a balcony up there Mm -hmm. you know i could i could make things work inside of the room and you know that i'm so behind the design like i've developed a lot of that room aspect You know, even my input goes into the public areas Mm -hmm. and everywhere. You know, my hands are always dialed in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think the modular aspect is something I've loved for many, many years. You know, that goes back even to the Nomad and the Marriott there in New York City. Mm -hmm. You know, when they did their modular, that's the largest modular in the world for a hotel right now. I don't know if that's changed, but, you know, when you look at what, as people, are they getting behind it now? Yes, because Marriott developed their own division there in Maryland for a modular division now. Hmm. So it's it's getting there. It's getting there to have people focus on. Are there enough modular companies? No, there's not. Uh, I don't think we've had the steel modular here. It's been more wood modular. So I'm, I'm hoping someone comes up with the steel modular because I will call them first <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> i love it i love it so last question um is there anything that we haven't covered here that you'd like to to talk about
1: yeah i mean EB hotel is the world's first smart hotel brand with experiences of crypto and nft right uh are the world's first hotel brand to be its own technology vendor we don't have any outside technology vendor so for franchisees this is where it helps them out as an operator on cost, making more money. Now you're making tremendously more money and you're having less cost. and we don't have a design pin; We only have an annual technology pin. Mm-hmm. So you're saving. We're not, we're not telling you to go out and spend money every seven years, right? Or every five years, we know you're going to spend money. We're empowering our franchisees we're not handcuffing them. That's what EV hotels about. We're not, we don't want to handcuff our franchisees. We have a one franchise model. That means one cost once a month and that's it. We don't care how much money you make. So these are the things that are, I know a lot of the franchisees are upset at the brands right now. Um, (laughs) Excuse me, because of, you know, they feel like they're charging them too much. And, I'm not going to go really into that, but to the fact is we, we, when we thought of this plan, I wanted to make sure it was the right thing for our franchisees. We wanted to make sure that they were going to make money. They weren't going to spend as much. And at the end of the day, they were going to be so happy that they might even do a better design than we gave them. So, you know, and and that's what's kind of worked out for us is they, they know, And for this brand, Christian, and you know this working with me, this is not a brand only for people that know hospitality. You know, athletes, celebrities, all these people can open firefighters, police officers. If they have the right amount of capital ready, and if they don't, we have the capital resources, is they can own an EV hotel. You don't have to be in hospitality and be in hotels to own an EV hotel. We've had crypto players, NFT players, uh, exchanges want to own an EV hotel. Because we're also the management arm. So once a hotel is constructed, we take over and we manage the hotel for them at a very low cost. Half of it Mm -hmm. to what any management company charges right now. And that's the reason we have... You know, a bunch of athletes and cele- celebrities involved, you know, whether it's the owner of Wahoo Tacos, a uh, big chain out there on the West Coast, Jeff Dresco, quarterback Texans. Mm-hmm. And right in your backyard, you probably know it, New York Mets designated hitter, Daniel Vogelback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, these are the kind of people we have involved. It's never happened in this industry where you have influential people like this part of a hotel brand.
0: Yeah.
1: So the excitement, we, we say E V excitement. And it's, it's alive and well.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Ken, thank you so much for being my guest here today on the Anti-Architect Podcast. As far as kind of seeing and reading more about Ken, obviously, if you go to the Evie Hotel website, just search it, you'll find it. Um, Ken has an amazing Instagram with like thousands and thousands of followers um, where you can see how stylish he is and uh, all the amazing talks he gives. Um, and Ken's kind of everywhere right now in the world. so. Uh, Ken, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much, Christian, for having me.
0: Thank you.